Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for this week's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host for today. Laura Bellotta will be back next week. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. In the meanwhile, we have an incredible show for you tonight with some very important topics and a very special person and friend of mine. Why is self-confidence, body positivity, and being happy with yourself so important? Tonight's guest is no stranger to using her platform to build a more positive space. We are joined tonight by Roxy Earl who you will know and love as an entrepreneur, a social media star, founder of the My Size Rock movement, fashion designer, former Real Housewife of Toronto. And tonight we'll be having some long overdue girl chat as we discuss being confident in who you are, using your platform for good, and creating a space that's positive and encouraging for everyone. So Roxy, thank you for joining us tonight. It is my absolute pleasure, Joan. You know, you're one of my favorite people and I just love that you're doing this and I haven't been able to see you because of this pandemic and not getting to see friends. So I'm excited to catch up. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, okay. So we were both on the Real Housewives of Toronto and it, it honestly fascinates me the way that people still want to talk about it and people still the small details of it. So like for me, like now that I look back on it, I see it was such an incredible opportunity. And it took me a bit of time to figure out like, what am I going to do with that opportunity? But for you, because you hit the ground running and you had a plan like from day one, how did that experience of being on the Real Housewives of Toronto, how did that accelerate your career? It's interesting you say I had a plan because I really had a plan and none of that plan worked out. I think oh my if I remember when we started the show, I was launching a fashion app and that was kind of the reason that I thought, well, this will be great for the show. I'll do the show and some people might use my app. And honestly, the moment the show started, my app was not interesting at all. Nobody cared. And the thing that everyone was focused on was my body and my fashion and my confidence. And I think it was the first time people had seen a woman who was totally comfortable owning who she was. And it was a size different than all the other housewives we'd seen in the franchise. And it really just was born out of being honest and open about what that experience was like. You'll remember, Joan, it was so hard for me to find all these fancy outfits and ball gowns and clothes at the last minute because shopping as a size 12 woman, which was my size at the time, was virtually impossible. And so I really just started speaking about that experience and that truth resonated with women. And so I really didn't have a plan. I just sort of responded to what people really were captivated by. And then, you know, the rest has just been wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember at the time, like feeling so emotional looking at your social media at the time, because you were just, you were sharing so personally and there was an incident on the show that really targeted that exact thing that, you know, we were all trying on these gowns and there was no gowns. And, you know, it was, it was, like kind of like a personal slight 
to you, to not just you, but the way that you shared that with people, I think really resonated with so many of us that it's, it's not just size, it's other things that people are, um, you know, not feeling their best about. And, and just being so willing to be so open, I think, was uh, your power and your strength. Was that hard? Like, was that a decision that you had to think long and hard about? Do I want to do this? Or was it just like, I have to do this? It's interesting. It's, it was almost liberating the show. I think what so many viewers didn't know and something that I've been really private to not share is that I was going through so much more than was aired on television. And my, you know, I was married to somebody on that show and I'm no longer married to them. And that show was a really hard experience because when your life isn't in a really perfect place, it's a really huge risk to then go put a spotlight on it all. And I felt like behind the scenes, I was trying to keep together so much that wasn't in a great place and then just make the show about me. You know, my partner wasn't really on the show. I had stepchildren. They couldn't be on the show. There was so much I couldn't show. And so I just thought, uh, this is my moment to talk about the things that I'm passionate about. And when people started responding to me on social media, I found it liberating. Like it was the people who had accepted me when in my own home, I was struggling because I had a partner who wasn't keen for me to do the show because his issue was mainly that people were going to talk about my weight and my body. And then that was embarrassing for him. Mm. And being on the show and owning who I am was liberating. I was like, I'm not asking you what I want to do. I'm doing this because it's fun. I love the housewives. I want to be on TV. This is who I am. If you're embarrassed of me, it's not my problem. Yeah, but he must, I mean, obviously he was living your journey. He must have also felt that empowerment shift. It was. was It was like a therapy for both of us. I think he didn't realize how much the pressure that I was living in a world, Joan, where that you understand very, very well. I was surrounded by wealth, by wealthy women, by every event, women wearing designer clothes and fashion. And it was like I was a part of this world that I wasn't ever accepted into. And so the thing that was challenging, and it might sound so cliche or silly or, you know, trivial to women listening, but there was a world that I was never accepted into and nobody thought I could be a part of. And the fear of, you know, everyone in my world was a wealthy, slim, tall, blonde woman. And there's nothing wrong with those. (laughs) It's just that it wasn't me. And I had nobody who looked like me and clothes didn't fit me. And I'd go to fancy events and I didn't have any dresses to wear to these events because There was no dresses for girls at that time, especially who were over a certain size. And so it was like I was in a world and surrounded by a world where I shouldn't have been. And then I just carved my own space for myself in it. And I think that people watched that journey come to life. I think that my partner at the time was also watching me struggle with the night before I have to be at a gala the next morning and where on earth do you get a gala dress the night before in a size 12, 14, you can't. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was eye opening for everybody involved, including the crew, the producers, my castmates, and most importantly, the people watching. 
Yeah, I don't really think that that was an outcome of the show that anyone really expected. And it's it's turned out to be so wonderful and so positive and influential for, for so many, many people. And obviously, social media has played a very big role when it comes to the community that you've created and the things that you've been able to do with it. So can we talk about social media? Like, yes. you know... This when when the show started, I wasn't even on Instagram. I barely looked. I remember at like opening your Instagram account with you and being like, and you're like, okay, how does this work? And both of us were navigating this new world of people being interested in us, and then how we express and what we need to about ourselves on social media. I remember that for you and for me. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, and. I remember we did a series of radio interviews and you and I were paired together and you saying, okay, like, what's your platform? And me thinking, I don't think I have a platform. Is there a platform? (laughs) Do I need? So, you know, I feel like you were a little bit ahead. Like you had a plan of, okay, they're going to ask me questions. What am I going to talk about? So, um, you know, I applaud your approach to all of that. But can I ask, how do you use your social media to boost the projects that you're working on? Yeah, I think it's an important question, and it's my most important tool. It's interesting. I At first, when I started using social, and my handle for anyone listening is at Luxurious Roxy on TikTok, on Instagram, on all social media platforms. And when I started, I thought everything sort of needed to be perfect and glossy and pretty And I needed to have a photographer take pictures of me in designer clothes and everything needed to look great and be this like magazine that I was sharing with the world. And as soon as I, where my social media, to be honest, took off is when I opened my phone, I was, had just watched an episode about when I was body shamed on the show and I was hysterical. Like it was an emotional moment for me. And I opened my camera and I can't even believe this snow will live with me forever. I was in my pajamas in my stepson's room with like his stuffed animals behind me. And I start, I was crying and I was, I just spoke to the camera raw about how I felt. And I said, like, this cannot be like what I experienced. Like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to go out and change this for all of you. And it was like the, my journey with accepting myself was coming out live. And I just opened my camera. I didn't think twice about it. And then I posted that online. And when I posted that online, I think people appreciated the realness of it all. And that's when I realized that this needs to be the good, the bad, and the ugly, just like reality TV. You cannot fake this persona of your life. You need to be yourself and share your truth. And that is what people relate to. And that is what people connect with at the end of the day as another human being. And so when I realized that, that just being me as I am and speaking my truth was going to be my power, my Instagram really just took off from there. Mm-hmm. And would you say that's the same best approach for the other ones as well for TikTok and Clubhouse, that they're all the same? Authenticity is gold. I think that the thing that people forget is the uniqueness that makes them different, that makes them insecure about themselves. For me, it might have been my weight. For other women, it might be their race, their lack of education, the way they look, their nose, whatever it is. Take that insecurity, take that uniqueness and make it be what makes you stand out. 
turn that pain into your power and do it in an authentic, real way, and there will be an audience. Awesome. So we're going to have to take a quick break, and we will be right back with more conversation with Roxy Earl right here on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. Laura Bilotta will be back next week. And we are very fortunate to have with us tonight Roxy Earl who has had quite a career from being a marketing guru to one of the stars of the Real Housewives of Toronto to entrepreneur. Roxy, I want to continue talking about your incredible journey. And one of my favorite things that you've done has been the creation of the My Size Rocks movement, which you're well known for. You've been using that movement to create more inclusivity in the fashion community and to help everyone see that all bodies are beautiful and deserve to be celebrated. So So let's start at the beginning. How did you start this? I mean, before the break, we were talking a bit about it, but what was it that you thought, okay, I have to formalize this a bit more? It just happened when I was doing a series of interviews, as you remember, when we were promoting The Real Housewives, and every reporter who sat down with me, every headline and every reporter, the first thing they said was, how does it feel to be the first plus-size housewife? And I thought to myself, I didn't realize this was going to be a thing. I I didn't didn't realize I was plus size. (laughs) What is plus size even? It doesn't sound good. It sounds like something for girls in like the bottom of a mall. And I was like, who are you to tell me about my body? And I just responded to a reporter. I said, I am not plus size. I am my size and my size rock. And I went home and wrote it into a hashtag and a movement was born. And I think it's the thing I'm most proud of because you'll remember when we decided to do the housewives, our greatest fear is the negativity of the show, like the drama and this negativity and the fighting and all of this stuff that everyone warned us was going to happen to us if we did this TV show. And I was able to take a show that's known for women fighting and turn it into a movement about making women feel good in their bodies. Like, what a flip of the script there. And so um, it just sort of was born out of that and my own desire to want to dress a certain way and the clothes not being available. For me, the clothes were just another piece. Like, my, my focus is making women feel confident. And so the thing that was how am I supposed to tell them to go be a badass in the boardroom or go on a date and feel good about yourself if they literally don't have a dress that does up? And so I started making the clothes. My next collaboration launches with a huge Canadian retailer in a few weeks. And I've been selling out these collections and I've been doing amazing because I think when people buy them, women feel, A, that there isn't actually something like that in their size. And B, they feel a little bit more confident because I've like woven in all that love. They want to support a brand that is saying that is supporting them. Yeah. 
This mm. for them in my ads. I use my followers. I use my own body. Photos aren't Photoshop. They're real looking women that haven't been altered in to sell a piece of clothing. And so I think women appreciate that and it's been successful and it's born into all of this other stuff. I've got uh, an app launching that was born from what I learned from my size rocks. It launches in a few weeks and it's all about the mental and physical aspect of loving yourself. And I just could not believe that all of this has come from someone telling me how I should look and who I should be and trying to put me in this box. Yeah. Well, you're definitely not one to be put into a box and nobody should be. Uh, So, you know, when you were talking, I I had this memory of a time that I was at a fashion show and it was a a show that traditionally people would say it was a plus size fashion show. And I was sitting beside this beautiful woman and I commented on her gorgeous skirt and she said, you know, I have to get everything made because I'm a size 22 and I am shunned within my own community, within my plus size community, because normal plus sizes, well, she was a 22 or 24, I don't remember, but she was a beautiful woman. She's actually been on our show, on this dating relationship show. And, um, and for the first time, like a bell went off in my head and I realized, okay, there's different categories within that category. And yeah. she felt that she still was not accepted. And this was a yeah. couple of years ago. And, you know, it's there's a lot of people out there like that that just don't feel accepted or they feel too yeah. thin or they feel, you know, just left out. And that's that's just wrong. So, like, you are speaking directly to that woman. And you are there saying, I'm here for you. I get it. I yeah. understand you're not alone. And that's really beautiful. I think it's beautiful for them Thank you for saying that, first of all, because I take it with a lot of passion and you know my heart and soul is in all of this. And I, I interestingly enough, I, I'm not just doing it for the girl who's a size 22. I'm doing it for the girl who's a size 2, who's a 4, or for whatever reason feels left out of her own vision of beauty. And I think like this is about inclusion rather than one group. I really hate the term plus size. My clothing lines that I do, my line that's, I have a swimmer line dropping very soon, and it goes up from extra small to 3X, because this isn't about one, this isn't about one particular size. This is about acceptance and inclusion and breaking down barriers. And my own thing is like, within the time that people have known me, I've been a 12, a 14, a 16, an 18, and now I'm back to a 12 again. And even myself, people are like, you're either you're too big to be part of one world or now that you're losing weight you're too slim to be part of our world so you're not accepted and I'm saying enough is enough let's just actually not judge people's worth based Mm -hmm. on their body size like what does my body size have to do with it and that was my point about my size rock it's like stop calling me plus size (laughs) my body is not my like ticket (laughs) my body is not my whole identity it's just my body yeah. Uh, so, Roxy, what would you say are the the hot fashion tips for spring? What should people be doing, like, besides wearing the track pants that we've all been wearing at home this whole time during COVID? I think for me, this, for spring? I think for me, this spring's fashion is all about things that are going to make you happy, clothes that make you feel confident. I think the idea of one trend has just gone out the window 
because nobody knows what they're planning for next season. And I think that everyone is just looking for a little bit of joy. And so clothes that bring you joy and make you feel good. I'm buying things that sparkle and that have bling and that are pretty florals because they make me happy. And that's what I need right now. But I think that the thing we've all learned is that dressing up or getting yourself put together is a way and an act of self-love that makes you feel good about you. So get dressed, get out of sweatpants, do it for you. And make sure that you show up for yourself every day, even as we're at home and nobody's seeing us, because that kind of ritual of doing it for you makes you feel good about you. It does. And, you know, I'm a huge believer in that. Even today here, we're talking on the radio. I I did my hair. I put on my makeup. I put on a pretty blouse because I feel like, okay, I'm present. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Now you have shared with us that you, uh, you separated mm-hmm. and you, you're in a new relationship now. So uh, can you share with us some tips for wardrobe for dating these days? Because, you know, we're still in COVID and it's a unique situation. Even if you're on a Zoom call, what would you think? Or if you, if you are able to meet someone in person, you go for a walk, how should they try and dress? I think the most important thing about dating is not trying to be what that person wants you to be or what you think that person wants you to be, but instead just be totally yourself, your authentic self. And you know what? On my first date with my now boyfriend, I was wearing a fabulous outfit. I had tons of jewelry on. I had a fur coat on. Like it's a little much for a first date. But it was me, and it is who I am. And I'm not trying to be anything other than who I am. And if he doesn't like it and it's too much for him, then that's okay. Because the real you always comes out. And I think that when you're getting dressed, do what makes you feel most confident. And that's usually what you love the most and what is all for you. So I'd say don't dress for other people. Dress for yourself, and people will see that. And I know our listeners are probably wondering, like, okay, how did she do this? She she transitioned out of a relationship and into a new one during COVID, which is, you know, there's a lot of people out there right now that are not feeling confident to make a transition at all, whether it's to get out of something or to get into something. What's your advice for those people? Well, I think one thing that's important is it didn't all happen during COVID. Like, you know, my relationship had had ended a long time before I made it actually public. Um, So there was quite a bit of time. And then I met the person that I'm with prior to COVID and a friendship was born. And I think like this amazing thing about having this time where we're not traveling, you know, this isn't a relationship that would have worked in my past life because I lived on an airplane. I was always going city to city. I was, um, you know, not really around and didn't have the mindset to kind of be focused on anyone else but myself and my travel and all of that. And I think that it's a unique time where you can actually get to know people and you're not like in a bar, five glasses of wine in pretending to be something you're not. You're like Mm -hmm. on a walk or on a Zoom and spend the time and like you physically can't touch people. So spend the time getting to actually know somebody. And I think that that is a really beautiful thing uh, for any relationship. And I hope that people don't stop meeting people and connecting with people. I hope that they instead just see it as an opportunity to get someone to know more before you jump right into something. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, I always try and look for blessings or silver linings wherever I can. And I think for people that are in relationships or, you know, with their family, I think it's like an opportunity to really look at each other and be together and, and focus. And if yeah. you're looking for a new relationship, having that opportunity to get to know the person on a different level from what we were doing. Yeah, you know, I also think that... That's it. And I also think that, like, for me and my personal relationship, okay, you know, spending all of this time every single day with somebody cooking, living, being, you know, there's no hair and makeup. My nails haven't been done in, what is it, 12 months now? Like, you know, you really get to know somebody for who they are. And there's all of those other things that get in the way, friends, family, work schedules. A lot of that has, you know, gone away and it gives an amazing opportunity and then I think the other thing is is that for all those people out there who were like I am living the single life no commitments don't want to be with one person let me tell you all those people post-COVID they're going to be ready to get married settle down and I think like there's been a huge mind shift because people are like I want to be with someone because I might have to be with them every day for 365 days and I don't want to be in my apartment alone. Totally. Um, So when we come back, we will be speaking more about the collections that you've had. And you've alluded to the fact that uh, there's there's new things coming down the pipe. So I can't wait to talk about that. So we will take a very quick break and we'll be right back with more with Roxy Earl and all of her insight right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640. I'm Joan Kelly Walker, and tonight our very special guest is Roxy Earl, who's sharing her insight into loving yourself and taking care of your mental health. So let's get back to it. Now, before the break, we were talking about all things fashion and what to wear on dates and, uh, you know, how to love yourself. So shaking it up in the fashion industry is clearly something that you're very passionate about. And you've had collections with Le Chateau in the past, and you're about to drop a new spring-summer collection next month. So can we talk about that? Is is this yes. the partnership with Nick's Wear that I've been seeing, or is there something else coming down the pipe? Oh, there's something else. I, this is with a retailer that everybody knows and loves. I think no one will be surprised that this is my next collaborating partner because I have a very close relationship with this brand already. And um, I think people are going to be very excited for it. I'm not going to say more than that. It's extra small to 3X. It's the perfect thing you need for summer. And I just know it's going to make women feel really good and confident. So stay tuned on my Instagram. Um, It's coming in a few weeks. Wonderful. So it all started with Le Chateau. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I think that it was an opportunity for me. Interestingly enough, when I launched my collaboration, I was the first designer to put extra small to 3x in one store at one price point in Canada. And I want to say in North America, like I was one of the, then 
you know, not a lot of people talk about that. A lot came after that with bigger brands. And I'm really proud of that fact because I wanted to be able to shop and not have this division of this girl's a regular size and this girl's a plus size. So it felt really good for me that women who formerly couldn't go into a certain store in the mall were now able to shop at a certain level of the mall. Like usually the stores they go to are in the basement in the corner next to a food stand or something. And, you know, it, it takes away your dignity and the fun and the excitement of buying a new fun outfit for something. So that was exciting and was born out of that has been lots of collaboration since and lots of interest in fashion. And like the next sort of, Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a line with Nick's wear of swimsuits, which was awesome. And I guess my next thing coming is with a retailer you guys all love, a brand mm. that everyone loves. And I think that the clothing has been an awesome part of it. But at the core of what my goal is and what my dream is, is I want to make women feel confident. And so this year I'm about to launch an app in just a few weeks and it's totally free and coming out of COVID, it's a way for women to balance their mental health with their physical health. And it's all timed and synced to their unique cycle of a woman's body. And it has things that you can do every day to make you feel more confident and happier and I think it's going to be an amazing tool for women. And I'm excited that what started as clothing has evolved and grown into so much more. Hmm. Well, okay. So we're all very excited about this app because I totally agree with you. Mental health is so important right now. And sometimes finding that balance between mental and physical health is, you know, it's it's hard to put the focus there, but you have to do the work and and put the focus there in order to really care for yourself. So if there's an app that can help, I think that's, that's brilliant. So we yeah. all look forward to that. Um, it's great for so, women who are looking to date Joan. Like I think people often ask me about dating and how they can put their best foot forward in dating. And when you put your best foot forward in dating is when you're your happiest, most complete self yourself. And when you radiate positivity and good things and good vibes, people want to be surrounded by that. And so the app helps, the, you know, the app is a tool that helps women do that. So it's, it's, it's really exciting. Now, there's a lot of focus on social media right now that's actually very positive that I've noticed where women are supporting women. Instead of tearing each other down on social media, you know, that still happens. Um, but how do you think is the best way to shift away from competition? Oh, that's an amazing question. I think that there is so much focus on competition, especially in social media and also like comparison everybody's looking at everyone else's life and instead of just being happy for people being happy, they're being jealous for what they seemingly have and the other doesn't. And I think that when you kind of shift your mentality, that the more positive people you surround yourself with, the more people who are confident in doing great things, the more that that affects your own life. Like you are a product of what you say, do and who you surround yourself by. So go out there, support a woman's business I think nine times out of 10, she'll support you back. And, you know, you can support women, not just as entrepreneurs. You can just like a girl's comment, <laughs> say something positive when she posts an outfit photo of herself. You know, there's all these little things we can do to just build each other up and build this amazing community of positivity and confidence and happiness among each other. And mm -hmm. I think that this competition thing 
just drop it. It really doesn't get you anywhere. I can tell you it's, it's a lot harder to get to the top with enemies. When you have people rallying behind you and supporting you, it's so much easier to achieve your dreams. Yeah. And quite often, you know, it's really hard for someone to take a selfie and post it. I think that's why there's yes. so many filters out there because you're really putting yourself out there. And if someone, you know, isn't confident or they're like, well, I haven't done a TV show. I don't really, you know, whatever. They feel like it's it's hard for them to do. So I agree with you. Just say something positive and just make their day. Yeah, you be so It really surprised. is so impactful. So can you remember any comments that you've had that have been really impactful to you? Like, I remember, like, you know, some of the haters, like, we can talk about that, too. What do you do about that? I just completely ignore them. I remember someone calling me giraffe neck or something like that. But most of the comments that I get, I have to say, are really positive and wonderful. And it does fuel me. It keeps me going. And the haters, I just forget about it. So is there a comment in particular that you can think of that you thought like, wow, I never thought of that or the way they said it made you feel really good? Yeah, there's definitely lots of stories that stand out to me. And I think it's interesting because people often talk about my success. And for me, success has nothing to do with financial success. It's the first time I had a girl message me who is 12 years old and tell me that I changed her life because I've made her love herself. For me, that's success. And then, you know, a woman who got married that year because she was able to wear a wedding dress I designed down the aisle and, and finally feel free and open and confident enough to be a bride. Um, People who have overcome eating disorders, self-hatred, people who have overcome this hate they had for their bodies because of my words. That's my idea of success. If I can impact someone's life positively, then that's my fuel. That's my motivation. And that's why I do what I do. Beautiful. And we're happy that you do. But we have to take a quick break and we'll be back with more on that exact topic when we come back on the Dating Relationship Show. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. Your regular host, Laura Bellotta, will be back next week. But for tonight, we continue a wonderful conversation with Roxy Earl discussing self-confidence and being your own cheerleader. So let's jump back right into that exact conversation. So Roxy, in addition to being a champion for body positivity, you really encourage women to be themselves and to love who they are, being their own cheerleader. Yet many of us still struggle with negative self-image and self-talk. What are some good ways that you recommend for people to kick that habit and focus on being proud of ourselves? And I know that's a tall order because people write books about this and there's entire industries about this. But for me, I do things like, you know, I always try and count my blessings. I take a moment at the end of the night, you know, to, to have a positivity journal of things that went great. I do my affirmations. I, you know, there are tools. What are the tools that you use? Well, it's amazing. I get asked this question so much that I've actually put all of these tools into my app 
And on my app that's launching in a few weeks, you'll be able to be walked through these tools that I do that make me feel happy and confident. And they include the kinds of things you're talking about that people might say are a cliche, but if you try them, believe me, you'll be happier. I wake up every morning and before I do anything, I say out loud three things I'm grateful for. I turn to my partner and I ask him to do the same. And I actually do that. (laughs) And people are like, there's no way you do that every morning. I do that every morning. Because when you set a positive gratitude and you say it out loud, it sets your mind to be happier that day. And happiness equals confidence. And these things begin to work. The other thing is I'm very careful how I speak to myself because I believe you become your words. So I say things to myself that are encouraging and positive and uplifting, and I really am my biggest cheerleader. And then I think I remind women and men and anyone who's listening that happiness and confidence are not some things I'm just born with. They are muscles that I train and I flex when necessary. And you can work at them, and anybody has the ability to feel as good as I feel every day. You just have to work at it. Yeah, it is. that's why they call it a practice. Yeah, you have to keep doing it and practicing and be consistent with it, for sure. Everyone I, says you know, it's a genetic thing. It's not genetics. I work every day to be happy, and I, as a as a result, lead a very happy and confident life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely choices around that. You yes. can choose to be happy, and you can choose how you react to certain situations. And, you know, you can't choose, you know, how your partner responds, but you can choose or, you know, or how that impacts you, but you can still choose how you react to it. So, you know, controlling your own, your thoughts, I think is, is really powerful. So let's move on to coping during COVID with another lockdown recently started. So many people are really struggling and, you know, yeah. no matter how positive you're trying to be or how many affirmations you're, you're trying to practice, yeah. what tips, do you have for everyone who's going through that tough time right now? And, you know, a lot of my friends, like if they're, if they're alone, they're feeling like really boxed in, uh, what would the coping strategies that you recommend be? Honestly, the thing that's gotten me through all of this is exercise. Taking mm-hmm. care of myself has been the greatest free therapy there, turn on your YouTube, type in workout, Pilates, 30-minute abs. I don't care what it is. You type it into YouTube. It's there free for you. And that has been the thing that has transformed my COVID experience. It has kept me positive every day. And at least we cannot control what's happening out there. I can't control the government. I can't control what's going to happen to small businesses, restaurants, schools. That is chaos. The one thing you can control is something positive you do for yourself every day. And working out, movement has been that thing for me. And it's been, no matter what, the bad news is I have something that I feel good about and proud about every day. And that's what I, the exercise I did. And then the second thing is monitor your news intake. At the beginning Mm. of I really monitored what news I was allowing. I was consuming so much negativity each day between my social media, the TV and whatnot. And I really brought all of that down to just a morning update. And that was it. I unfollowed people who were negative. I stopped watching, you know, shows that were always negative. 
And I found that really helped. Mm-hmm. And what about monitoring your social media time? Like you can really get drawn into it. And there's certain apps like Clubhouse that takes a lot of time, although it's always very fascinating and interesting. Um, like, do you monitor the time that you spend on social media and say, okay, I'm going to do my DMs at this time in the morning and I'm going to do, uh, you know, respond to people at this time and limit it? Or do you just kind of go on until you feel like you're done or it's had enough? I really do not monitor any of it. I like, for me, social media is such a positive place for me that I'm always in it. I'm in my DMs. I'm responding to comments. I love that community. And for me, it's a way to feel connected to the world. So I have a, I also really control my environment. You get blocked and deleted if you are negative on any of my social platforms. So for me, it's a positive space that I enjoy being in. And it's a way that I felt very connected still to the world when we haven't been able to physically see each other. But I would say sooner than monitoring your time on social media, reevaluate your feeds, edit your feeds, you know, get rid of people who don't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then just a couple other tips would be, you know, food, be careful with your food intake and certainly with your alcohol intake. And any other substances, yeah, for sure. I find that everything you can do that makes you feel your strongest, best, healthiest self right now means think about the person you want to come out of this as. And remember that you have this moment in time, this opportunity where maybe you have time like you didn't have before. So try and make it, uh, you know, try and come out of COVID having done something positive for yourself. And that's all we can ask. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Roxy, thank you so much for sharing so openly with all of us. We have a lot to look forward to in your upcoming app and your new collection that's coming out. And thanks to each and every one of you for joining us for this week's show. I hope that you'll be able to take something away from tonight's show. Remember, first of all, to be kind to yourselves and be proud of who you are. If you want to keep this conversation going, you can always get in touch with me on Instagram at Joan Kelly Walker Official. And Roxy, where can anyone reach out to you? Everything is at Luxurious Roxy. And believe me, I read all my DMs. And we look forward to seeing you all next week for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Good night, everyone. Good night.